And there we are. We're on. Yeah. We're so on. brand new equipment. Yeah. Only our third time recording, and we're already upgraded. Oh, yep. Through no Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> All organically grown. So are we are we working towards Patreon? Because I know a lot of people use that. Yeah. Uh, we got to get a little bit of a base first, I think. <laughs> I was thinking OnlyFans is really OnlyFans. <laughs> That's where we need to go. <laughs> ain't, ain't nobody want to see this shit. <laughs> they all want to see it. Well, we can we can blank out my side of the screen. <laughs> no, it's, your side's the one that's going to be live, you know. The 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 naked pipe smoking fisherman. <laughs> the poetry pile driver man. The poetry pile driver man. <laughs> yeah. Poetry so. pin down king. That's right, brother. <laughs> did you see that? Did you see that Jake the Snake documentary? I did not. Oh, okay. Yeah, because there's a there's a there's a part of the, the um. Well, maybe it's not the documentary. Maybe I saw. <laughs> yeah, maybe I saw it on Joe Rogan or something. But he talks, <laughs> he talks about Jake the Snake talks about Randy uh, Randy Savage coming up to him in the locker room, like after a show, and like kind of ragging on him about like how he didn't, like he didn't give him the right moves or something like that. Mm-hmm. And like Randy Savage was like he he. He described how he did it, and he was like, "Listen here, brother, when you go in, like," and he was like, he was in character all day long, like, <laughs> like, like he's just talking to you in the locker room. He's like, "Yeah, in the locker room." He's like, "Listen here, brother, you, you gotta do this, man. <laughs> this is the way we're gonna go." Right. Oh, macho man! You gotta. Yeah, that just reminded me of what it was I was trying to think of last night that I watched on Joe Rogan. What? What I watched on Joe Rogan when you were talking about splitting up the segments here, uh-huh. I I went on there to watch um, Chris Jericho talk about um, Diamond Dallas Page. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, talking about how he was doing the uh, the uh, it was Undertaker. I'm sorry, not Jericho. Uh, talking about Diamond Dallas Page and his DDP yoga. Yeah. Apparently, uh, apparently, Dallas Page is a. Uh is a pretty charitable guy. I read his book. Yeah. Now I'm by no means a critic, but holy shit, that was a whole bunch of self-serving crap in my head. <laughs> yeah, I always wonder like, you know, because Jake the Snake talks about how he, you know, basically took him in and like mm-hmm. stuck with him step by step to get him off drugs and all this. And it's like how much of that is is legitimate, like care, and how much of that is like the persona of Dallas Page. From what I've seen and read, because I, I followed all that wrestling news for so long, that he legit was all about it, and he's legit a good guy. But <clears throat> my God, that book, that book. <laughs> Usually, I read I read several several autobiographies of several different wrestlers. Eddie Guerrero, Jerry the King Lawler, Stone Cold Steve Austin, you know, a bunch of them from 10, 12 years ago. <clears throat> yeah. And uh, I read his. And it wasn't set up in a normal process of, here's the story, I'm going to tell it to you like Mick Foley did. Mick Foley's books are outstanding. You know, that's, that's first-person perspective right there. <clears throat> but 
Dallas's book had like little excerpts from like his family members dropped in on different parts of the pages. And it was all basically a summarization of he is just the most nice, positively charged guy that you'll ever meet. And he's just going to make it happen no matter what. And he's going to do it with a smile on his face. I'm just yeah. like, after I'm halfway through the book, I'm like, all right, I get it. I get it. He's <laughs> a good dude that does a lot of things for a lot of people. Yeah. He's a showman. I got it. He's in the zone, man. He's just in the zone. Yeah. I mean, you know, more power to him. I don't want any negative press or, you know, anything like that. (laughs) You know, anybody hating on the podcast or that. But the book, and that probably wasn't him. That was probably not him. And Steve Austin's was a little bit the same way with JR. So I'll throw that out there. Yeah. It's just like, you know, I I read Lemmy's uh, White Line Fever book, too. And the really awesome thing about that book was it was like you ran into him in the bar and sat down and had a conversation with him. Yeah. Because it wasn't completely linear. It was him telling stories. And him telling you stories, then he doubled back on a story later on because he was telling a story that involved that story. Yeah, get off and, track and stuff. Yeah, it was so cool. And it was, you know, it, it he definitely took you through the timeline, but it wasn't like, I did this, and then this year I did this, and then this year I did that. He'd throw in little anecdotes here and there. It was a good, solid read. I, I really, really enjoyed it. Cool. I felt like uh, I didn't <clears throat> more after I read that. I mean, that was the that was the thing that I really loved about Arnold's bio, Total Recall, is like it sound like if you read it, it, it sounded like Arnold was talking to you the whole time. Like it's the the writer, obviously the the editors did a good job because they didn't tell him to like change their writing to you know be like a certain way or something like that it sounded like arnold's voice in in sentence form and really you're like the first half of the book maybe the first two-thirds of the book is like reading an 80s montage that's how like fucking epic arnold is you know man like just like what you just move from one awesome thing to the next and you're like holy shit so good you know, they came up with a montage for some reason. Yeah, probably because of Arnold. <laughs> probably because of Arnold. This guy right here, though. Oh, uh, yeah. Lemmy. One of my birthday presents. I love him. <laughs> do you know the, um, do you know that Foo Fighters song, um, White Limo? <clears throat> I think I know that one. It's, it's, because I saw the video and, um, he's in it. Lemmy's in it. Yeah, he's like driving a white limo. It's silly as shit because, you know, the Foo Fighters are silly anyway. But right. Lemmy's like driving around and then like one of them's like in Daisy, like one of the Foo Fighters in like Daisy Dukes skating around in the street and Lemmy runs over him and like, you know, <laughs> shows his body flying around and, <laughs> and he's like on the wheel and like loads his body into the, into the white limo and just drives around and picks them all up. And then they all just, I guess they smoke a bunch of weed in the limo or something, but it's, it's entertaining. Yeah. Good chance. I'll have to look that one up. I think I saw it way back. It rings a bell, but it also kind of bleeds in with uh, his rock on video, rock out video. Mm. It, it kind of happens there. And he also did uh, when he did uh, Probot. Dave Roll did Probot. Um, yeah. Lemmy and a bunch of other people came in and different did different tracks. And uh, Lemmy was on one of those, and it was really cool. It was a really really cool video. Yeah. Really really cool video. <laughs> Lots of uh, lots of sexy ladies. 
it was really cool. That that doesn't typically drive me to a video. Not that it, I don't appreciate beautiful people, but you know, I, I understand what you're saying. I understand what you're saying, but this was Lemmy. Lemmy, lifestyle. Yeah, it, yeah. it was perfect. Yeah, <laughs> All right. I just actually read that uh, he also had requested that he had his ashes put in bullets, like a bullet. Yeah. And given out to some of his closest friends. Oh. And like on the bullet, you know, it says real nice Lemmy. Yeah. And it's it's got some of his ashes in it. I think Ricky Rotman got one and uh <clears throat> dude from Ugly Kid Joe, what's his name? Whitfield Crane. I think he got one. I'm sure Dave Grohl probably got one. So you got you got bullets with Lemmy in it. Mm-hmm. Who was that guy? Was it was it the guy from Mayhem that um when he died in his will, he wanted like his uh, his entourage to like separate his body parts and like all eat a piece of him or something like that. I don't remember that being the story with Mayhem. I just know one killed the other, and somehow, somewhere along the way, parts of dude's skull ended up for sale on the internet. <laughs> you gotta love those black metal bands, you know. They don't fuck around. Those yeah. actual those actual black metal bands don't fuck around. They're serious. They're, yeah, they ain't playing. That picture of a church burning on what is it? Is it on? Is it on theirs? Mayhem's? I think so, yeah. Yeah. That's actually a church that was lit on fire that the one guy went to jail for. That's a, I think there's a meme that's like you're not in a real black metal band if you haven't burned a church down or something. Like right, that. right, right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Here's the criteria <laughs> for this music genre. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> it, it, it's it's come a long way. Look at what Nurgle's doing now. He got Nurgle. in trouble. He got in trouble with Poland. Did you hear that? Yeah, yeah. He, I follow, I follow him on Instagram. Yeah, I, I only follow a few celebrities on Instagram, and he's one of them because he's he's just fun to watch and fun to see his antics. But yeah, he's uh possibly going to get two years in prison for blasphemy for blasphemy yeah for blasphemy crazy right like what is happening in poland you know what i mean yeah. like they the far right the the catholic church still rules poland like <clears throat> like it always has and blasphemy is still actually a charge that you can get sent to jail for ruling like it's in the 18th century yes you know, like like what what you know like i'm sure like most of us read that like what yeah, yeah, and just a couple months ago, they also passed the law over there that all abortion was illegal, no abortion. Yeah, no matter what. Now I'm not trying to have a whole pro-life and back and forth thing like that, but like they came out and they did it for an archaic reason, just because it went against the the nature of the Catholic Church, and it's like that place is so I don't know. Uh, Stuck in the 1800s, 1700s. Seems that yeah. way. He started. He started a a global campaign, um, trying to raise money for his his cause, and um, I don't know if it's actually going to change anything or what's going to happen to him. But yeah, it, it's definitely <clears throat> fucked up over there. It's kind of crazy to hear about that in 2021. Of course, there's a lot of stuff happening in 2021, 2020, 2021 that you're like. Why is this still going on? I saw I saw a great meme. It was like maybe August, 
September when I saw it and says, um, you know, it, everybody's so used to being shoveled to sit sandwich of unbelievable stuff. But just someone could say, don't go outside. There's a giant gingerbread out there eating people. And you're like, all right. Staying inside now. All right. Yeah. So I'll buy that. <laughs> it's just like the most fucked up shit is just now like, meh. Brush it off. You seen that movie Clue? Like it's it's old from the eighties. Oh, like, that's one of my favorite movies. So good, right? But yes. like the the analogy, of course, is like at the beginning when when someone dies, they all freak out, like oh. And, but then eventually, enough people die that they're just like <laughs> yeah. tossing the bodies over, like oh, here yeah. we go. <laughs> oh who did this one? <laughs> that's us now as a culture. We're just like, what is going on now? Okay, basically, yes. Just toss it like, Oh, what the hell? Oh, the 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 lake's on fire. <laughs> all right of course of course it is of course yeah i'm like yeah <laughs> exactly it. yes of course it is why am i not surprised yeah okay then there'll well, be that group of people if they're going that ain't on fire <laughs> i don't know what you're talking about that lake's not on fire right <laughs> fake news yeah there's a there's enough craziness going on that you wonder like how how much of it is contrived in some larger scheme, you know, to just, just keep us like where we're at. <laughs> it's like, it's like the train wreck. You can't stop watching because you're living it. Yeah. Like, I mean, we, we all have screens now, like we're on one right now, but we right. have screens and we're just like watching this cyclical tragedy throughout the world and throughout our culture. And we're just like, Stuck here watching a screen. It's almost a Truman show. Come, come right. life. Uh, I saw somebody made the comment that says, good thing this happened now. Well, not a good thing that's happened now, but can you imagine what this would have been like if it would have happened in 2003? Everybody with their little Nokia's playing Snake all day. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, yeah, that, that's true. Then I actually had to tell the kids that. I was like, you're lucky. You're lucky. Yeah, because back then... Someone definitely would have rioted against the Capitol. Wait. Wait. That happened. That did oh, happen. Shit. <laughs> yeah. well, there you go there again. Well, there you <laughs> so much for that. Grizzly yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Adams did have a beard. <laughs> hey man, those old games were legit though. Like some of them are good. Even the really dumb ones. <laughs> I just it's just ridiculous how much it is just craziness I, I and uh i was watching another show that i like to watch a little while ago uh superstore and it actually has some funny drop dead laughing moments forming in there but they were all you know it's all pretty real time i think they're recording it like as like within the last couple of weeks because they're all up on the stuff with the the pandemic it's very topical very current yeah and they were having one like we, they were talking about all the holidays they missed. Oh, we missed Christmas. We missed Thanksgiving. Blah, 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 blah. So they had a big inter-office party celebrating all the holidays. And one girl said, oh, my God. How's it been a year already? And then again, how has it only been a year? And I'm like, that's it. Both it's right there. Yeah. The, the longest, shortest year ever. It's been a weird time warp, for sure. Yeah, like I can't imagine going back into work. The other day was my one-year anniversary of working from home. I haven't seen my desk for a year. Yeah. 
I think it's I, com- I think it's coming up for me because I I was at the office for a little bit longer after most of the people had left, but it's coming up soon, like maybe next week. Yeah. So. I can't yeah. imagine. It's just the the thought of going back in there and sitting at that desk. It's going to be like, what's the, what is this place? Yeah, I like it. I just imagine that even even if the vax is out, you're still going to feel a little icky, you know. Oh. Both of us are kind of germaphobes as it is. So then it's like, like even with the vax, you're going to be like, eh, I'm in the middle of humans. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's like, I, I can't imagine going to a concert right now. Like, I can't imagine, you know, Guar shows. Now, not that, you know, they're more epic than any other shows, but with the Guar shows, you get that <clears> added <throat> extra element of all the goo and the blood and the water and the, and the you know all the theatrical shit just all over you yeah and you're mixing that with being up against people and all their sweat and nastiness and you know that for me alone is just like the worst ever but now i can't imagine even thinking about doing that in times of covid right being up that close to somebody you know the the covid situation hasn't really the, the quarantine, I should say, not COVID, but the quarantine hasn't really bothered me. I mean, it's telework is nice. Yes. Um, it, it's not that it doesn't have its downsides if you're thinking about it from certain perspectives, but for the most part, it's nice. And, you know, I'm kind of like a hermity introvert anyway. So I don't really Same. be out a lot. Same. So it's not really been that bad. Nope. My big my big trip to Mecca was the annual Guar show. And, you know, we did that for years and years and years. It's just that was our annual thing, and now it's gone. For yeah. now, at least, hopefully. But um, that would be my highlight of my year going out. We didn't do vacation. We had to cancel Disney last year. It was all paid for. And uh, I don't want to do Disney. No, (laughs) no. Um, I was supposed to go to Florida in March last year to see some spring training. And I had to cancel that. And then we were supposed to go there in June, I think, for the week long Disney thing. Mm. Not happening. Looks like we are going to try to get down there, though, this July. Hopefully things will be at least a few notches lower maybe i can be vaccinated by then i mean i heard that the the plan is basically to have most people at least get access to it by end of may right right that's the plan yeah um it's still not in full supply yet it's still being rationed out yeah um but uh hopefully by then you know i'll have that shot in my arm and be like yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe. We'll see. Yeah, unless it mutates. <laughs> well, so far, <laughs> I'm not saying a thing, but yeah, anyway, anyway. Yeah, they, said, gonna... they said mutations are rare, but it does it does happen. Yeah, there's a couple variants of it going on right now, but it all seems to be still uh the 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 vaccine still seems to be doing what it's supposed to do. 
Yeah, I heard that it has like a, an extremely high success rate. Like, of course, we get news on all the, the stuff that happens the wrong way. But then, right. you know, it's like 99% like effective. Yeah, it's like um, the Moderna and the Johnson & Johnson, I think. Two of them have like a 95%. One of them's got like a 75%. Some of them are two shots. Some of them are one shot. Um, I know... Uh, I know one person personally that got the two dose shot. I think of the Moderna mm-hmm. and a couple of people on in- Instagram that I know that have got it. And they both had similar experiences. They said, you know, it's one of those shots that goes in the muscle. So your muscles going to be sore for a couple of days. Yeah. And then um, that hurt, but the first one didn't really do anything. But when they got the second one, the three weeks later, that one gave them a bit of a headache, a bit of a temperature, but only lasted for like 24 hours. Mm. So, yeah, it's not. A, I guess it's not a big price to pay for not getting put on a lung machine or something, right? But yeah, and I, I actually checked with my doctor this week. I'm like, do you think I should get it? And she said, well, your your situation, yes, you would be recommended to get it because you're higher risk. Because like you have, I, you have like kids and a family, or what? Well, I have me personally. I'm a higher risk because I have an autoimmune disorder. Oh, okay, right, yeah. Yeah. So as it is, I've been shitting bricks for a year now. It's just like, hey, there's another gold one. Hey, there's another gold one. <laughs> yeah. you know, it's like, you know, I, 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 I can't even get paranoid about it too much anymore because it's just like such a fucking daily thing. Yeah. But my mom is on um, oxygen 24 seven. And then I got the kids. Yeah. I'm not sending them back to school this year. Mm-mm. No, it ain't happening. It seems, you know, it seems like, from the employer perspective, I would think it seems like telework is the best solution. Why? Absolutely. Why do you need to send people back to the office at this point? You know, right. That and, you know, all these companies like the one that we work for um, and other ones like it, you don't need to rent that big 2,500 square foot area anymore. Yeah. You can have a smaller half that size, if that, bring your people in, train them, have a core group that's in there for each department, maybe even swap them out every couple of weeks, couple of months, train your new people, get them up and run them, get them out the door. Yeah. I mean, like, that's that's like a no-brainer to me now sitting back here looking at it. Yeah, it seems like that's the way it should just go. Like, it, the, the quarantine kind of opened our eyes to this new way of life. It's like... Why, why do anything else? Yeah, I mean, and then, some, some things you have to go right. physically required, but you know, if, if you can telework, why wouldn't that just continue to be an option? Yeah. And I just, it's like, it opened, not only opened everybody's eyes, but it's just like, wait a minute. Why couldn't we do this shit before? Yeah. Why the hell does it, everything roll so quick now? And it took years to do anything before, but we can do this now. Why, why just, why shouldn't we? Right. Um, I'm, I'm totally down for that. Just, you know, let me fucking stay here and I'll be happy. I mean, some people say, you know, they're off screwing around. They're not paying attention to what they're doing. You know, they're not, they're not, um, paying attention to the work like they should, but I'm like, there might be some of that, but I'll have to tell you, we handled this busy time this year, like a champ. We got the shit kicked out of us, but it could have been so much worse. 
I mean, I, I think for most companies, there's there's kind of like a metric based system that you can use to essentially tell like what, you know, how much focus you're putting into things. And, you know, it's just like a matter of following up with people and stuff. I mean, that's, that's, it's not really that different from being at the office. I mean, yeah, the physical presence does have a thing, but I mean, I think people adjust as you, as you go through the motions. So, I mean, I, I just don't, I don't see the, it, like mother nature is telling humans to get away from each other. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's yeah. what it seems like to me. Yeah, yeah I'll, I absolutely agree. This is this is a big fucking wake up call. Going, hey motherfuckers, I run this shit. Yeah, You're like yes, mom. Okay, mom, I'll go yeah. to my room now. Y'all have been acting fools <laughs> for too long. Here we go. All right, now it's been a hundred years since I taught you a lesson the last time. Yeah, this was our scolding. Like, y'all go back to your room. Go back yeah. to your room and you think about about your silliness. And then some of you know some of us didn't go back to our rooms, and that caused problems. Yeah, and that that's prolonged it to the year that we've yeah. had now. Get out of here. <clears throat> yeah, so that hasn't helped any at all. And I still, you know, see people without their mask on or with it under their nose, and I'm like, you breathe out your nose too, motherfucker. You know. I People just don't like to follow directions. I think that's, you know, that's really what, what it comes down to. There's a doctor that I follow on TikTok. Now, I'm I'm ridiculous with the social media. I get that. I know that. But I look at it the creative content way, and I follow a lot of entertaining people, but then every now and then I'll land on someone that I think speaks truth and drops a truth bomb on you. And there's these all these different doctors and healthcare workers that are going, what are you doing? You know you're fucking up, right? But that's okay. Listen to your Billy Bob down there and cousin who you're, you know, your cousin who read it on a Reddit thread. You know, that that supersedes my eight years of school and you know, yeah, my biology degree and everything. Yeah, but okay. Yeah. So I mean, like, I, I don't get why and it you can train a uh, uh, a child up to potty train in a year. Why are we still Still fucking around with this. Like, People don't like to follow directions, man. I mean, it's just not, it's not ingrained. You know what I mean? Like we, we talked about, we talked, I have, you know, obviously I have experience from going to school in a different culture. I mean, you, you know, the story, right? Yeah. In Malaysia, when I was three years old, that that's when they start you in school. Yeah. You're expected to, to learn your alphabet and write it neatly when, you, when you're three years old. You know, like that's not really a thing that happens in kindergarten when what what do they start five or, or so pre preschool pre K now starts at like four, four and a half. And then if if you didn't <clears throat> if you didn't write neatly or you messed around in class, you know, they had the rubber bands thing. <laughs> you know, we've had this story before, right? Yeah, yeah. They they put rubber bands on your on your arms and they'd make you pull the rubber band up, snap it down. I mean, you'd have kids like with bloody welts and stuff on their hands. And that's not that's not the full extent of it. They did. They had plenty of punishments to just be like, you need to stop fucking off. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right. Some, it, it's just the it kind of ingrains in you like you follow direction. Now, I'm not saying that that's like the way to go. That's like, you know, maybe there's like two extremes and 
that's on this side and you, you know that i'm that's not for me to decide like that's a, a cultural thing that we grow together and we decide but it does seem like we're on this extreme of like we don't follow we, we do what we want individuality motherfucker you know like i don't care about i only care about number one you know like that's how a lot of a lot of us roll in this culture it, it the thing is it, it, it's bringing out that whole fight fire with fire thing or uh that that backfired i should say like you know you can't tell me what to do it's my body i don't want to wear a mask i'm not going to wear a mask yeah what other fight sounds like that yeah you know but you'll go tell somebody else what they can and can't do with their body right there's a, there's a lot of uh inconsistency would be a kind word for that would be a very kind word <laughs> for some of the arguments that go on with it yes but very much so it's ridiculous there doesn't just, seem to be like a, a a general initiative to respect one another with the way some people have handled it i guess right right i have a friend who had it no make so i do i know two people that have had it um elderly father cancer survivor um she lives right next door to them and she takes care of them and the one family member decided they didn't think it was real they didn't think it was a problem and continued to go out and do all the social things with all the people and came to the parents house without a mask on well, lo and behold, the father got it. And because he got it, it made him weak and he fell, which fucked up his back. So long story short, because somebody didn't fucking wear their goddamn mask. He's now in a nursing home. And is and they still refuse to think that it had anything to do with him. You know, it's I guess people, people of, you know, a certain mentality won't want to take accountability for anything either, you know? So that's a thing we can't, we, we can't expect them to because historically certain types of people won't. Right. You know, like that's just how they are. And I think like the political climate, it, it's, it's just kind of shown us that. And, and on the other side of it, the, you know, folks that should, that we probably align with in terms of like the ideology of, of how things should should play out, you know, in terms of like respecting one another and stuff like that. Some of that group uh, are, are very naive to the, the other side and how kind of like disdainful they can be and how like, they don't really care. Yeah. <laughs> I guess you could say it that way. And we yeah. don't want to think about that to some degree. And I'm not saying like, I'm not pointing to anyone. I'm just saying in general terms, there are people, you know, like in, in the dark night where Bruce Wayne keeps trying to figure out like, what do I need to, how do I lure the, jo the Joker in? What does he want money or whatever? And, you know, Alfred's like, some men just want to watch the world burn. And that's one of those moments where you're like, yeah, like this guy, motherfuckers are just that way. Some people just got, got a problem, you know, and you can't do anything. You can't save them. And maybe they're in your family. You know what I mean? Like, and that's what makes it a problem is like when you suddenly have it's like this it's like everyone was talking about the civil war dynamic and it's not that far off from the truth i think some some of this is fear-mongering to, to some degree but 
you know, how many arguments, like blown out of proportion arguments did we see online from people just saying horrible, horrible shit over the past four years? Mm -hmm. you know, because it, suddenly it was okay for people who <laughs> shouldn't say stuff to suddenly be like, oh, now it's our turn to say this stuff that no one should ever say. Right. <laughs> and it's like other people were trying to fight it. Like the other side was trying to fight it with like, no, why are you don't you care and it's like clearly they don't stop they're they're too passive about it yeah that's that's one thing uh you know if you look at it as republican democrat republicans will fucking rip your face off and they'll be like nah i eat your face off and most of the the left side is just like oh we don't want to stoop to the level no motherfucker that's why you keep getting your asses kicked because you won't fucking match their fucking game I, I don't I don't know if I if I think of it in like uh, party terms because I I think that there's like people on both sides that kind of cross different there are lines there are that social dynamic but I, I guess if you refer to it in terms of like the conservative agenda versus the liberal agenda or whatever you know and there's so many subgroups of things now that it like I can't even keep track of it and I can't really speak intellectually about all of that because I I really think it's all just like a network of confusion that that it's like, how do you I'm not I'm not getting in the weeds on this bullshit, guys. Like, it's very simple. Don't be a fucking asshole to people, you know, like and and people like deserve rights and shit. You know, like that's it's it doesn't really get more simple than that. If if you're not hurting somebody, then I don't care. You know, like if you're hurting somebody, which a lot of the people who really wave the flag around about how you're not allowed to do this. They go hurt people. They yeah. legitimately go hurt people. And the people who they say shouldn't be allowed to do something. And those mm -hmm. people often aren't hurting anyone. Right. I mean, if, if they're hurting themselves, who knows? <laughs> you know, I don't yeah. know. But yeah. they're not going around hurting other people. Th this is a generalization, obviously. January 6th. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the people that... It, those are the same people that ride around with their blue lives matter. All that stuff and all that propaganda that they put on their vehicles and a mass horde of them beat up cops. a bunch of cops Yeah, at the fucking Capitol. Right. Like, don't you see the hypocrisy? Don't, don't, don't you see where this doesn't match up with what you're just saying? Right. Yeah. Blue lives matter. Fuck you! I'm coming into capital. Like what? What the fuck? Because I mean, it's uh, there are some people that uh, you know. It, it's not a principle they're standing for. It's the entitlement. They just want to be right. Right. It's the entitlement they're standing. And you'll never, you'll never see through a good person if if they're standing for the entitlement. Because someone who stands for a principle, the principle doesn't change just because the circumstances do. You know, like if something's right, it doesn't mean like well things are tough now so it's not let's do something else that's not what principles are for yeah principles are, are supposed to be like it doesn't matter how tough it gets we stand by the principle you know but there are people who don't do that <laughs> and i know i understand like this is obviously still generalization because we're humans and we all make mistakes and we all have weaknesses and blah 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 blah, blah. but i mean for the most part like the whole ancient sense of like honor and having principles is meant to just kind of guide us towards this. There's certain things that you really got to try 
to stick with no matter what, you know? Yeah. That's legit, yeah. <laughs> you know? And, yeah. and that isn't an ego-based thing. It's, hey, thou shalt not kill, right? That doesn't mean like, well, today's a good day. Right, right. <laughs> well, so-and-so's doing this. So. <laughs> yeah, it's like everybody wants to talk about the cancel culture. You know, I hate hearing that fucking phrase. I hate it because you're taking away my freedom of speech. No, they motherfucking aren't. You're just being held accountable because of your fucking hatred ways. Now, yeah. sometimes that might be taken too far. Sometimes maybe not. But if someone comes out and says fu something fucking stupid repeatedly after the person that's over them or cancels them or fires them or whatever says, we need you to not do that. You know, do it on your own time. Don't associate it with us. But keep it on the down low a little bit. Oh, no. Blah, 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 blah. You're fired. Oh, they canceled me. They're taking away my freedom of speech. No. You're going to be held accountable for what you got to say. Well, I, I really don't, you know, I, I guess there's there's also a balance to be struck there because I do think that culturally we've moved into this weird everyone's offended thing and some people probably should shut up. Oh, yeah, it, it definitely goes too far <laughs> um, one way. But if you got somebody that's out there comparing something now to something, you know, that happened to a certain type of person and it, it's clearly not the same thing. You know, you're going to get ganked. You're going to get caught. You're going to get caught out. It's like it costs nothing to be a decent person and not hurt someone and not be just a piece of shit. But if right. you're going to act a piece of shit and you're going to hurt people, you're going to fucking pay the price. Maybe. I mean, if if enough people raise a fuss about it, I guess. Right. I mean, we're looking at, of course, you know, Hollywood scale versus, you know, Joe Bob over there at the hardware store. No, society's really not ever that different, you know. Like, um, and I know that sounds a little bit cynical, but I guess we'll, on different scales. We'll just have to see. Like right now, we're we're kind of in this. Uh, I don't like this phrase either, but but the the woke phase, you know, yeah. where everyone's trying to like be aware and stuff. Um, and so now everyone's kind of like keeping an eye on every little thing that people say. Like, is that possibly offensive? Like, what is you know what is the implications of that? And um, so, so that means that some people who aren't conditioned or cultured to think about that stuff are going to run into trouble if they talk a lot, <laughs> because it's just, it's just like you, you go to your, your grandmother's house or whatever, and, you know, this isn't my personal experience because my grandparents are like on the other side of the world, right. but you know, like everyone has a story, like you go to your grandpa's house and he says some stuff that you're like, eh, that's just grandpa. <laughs> exactly and it's like if if you gave that person a microphone and put them on tv they'd be in trouble all day long right now like all day long your grandpa would be in trouble all day long <laughs> you know but <clears throat> back in your grandpa's day if somebody said all this you know pro love ever equality uh uh transgender people have rights uh homo homosexual people can get married, blah, blah, blah. And all the stuff that we think is, is part of like um, this woke culture, which I'm not speaking against that stuff. I think it's cool for everyone to have rights just to be clear. Yeah. I'm just yeah. saying if, if you put that into context of 50 you know, years ago, 50 years ago, mm, they're in trouble, you know, like interracial marriage wasn't, it really wasn't. 70s. Legal. Yeah. That, that long ago, <laughs> it wasn't even legal, you know, that's crazy. Right. So, 
whenever you see people, a lot of the people who complain so much about how how the the cancel culture is is ruining everything, it's like, dude, like not that long ago, you complained if a black person drank out of your water fountain, like, yeah, <laughs> what yeah. what was that? It's like that that priceless or that timeless picture of that little girl being escorted by the National Guard to school when they took down segregation. Yeah. That woman's only in her 60s right now. Yeah, that, that was not long ago. That was, in the grand scheme of things, that was not long ago. Yeah, She's only in her 60s. That was that means... 1963, 65, 62, something. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it means that it's not some ancient era. You know, like people who are alive today have living relatives who were alive during the period where interracial marriage wasn't allowed you know like integration in schools of races was not allowed that that was just around the corner guys yeah. like yeah wake, it, like if we're gonna be woke like actually wake the fuck up you know like and and both sides need to you know obviously to some degree and i think i just saw your cat's tail yeah you did <laughs> you did it's the mean one. <clears throat> oh yeah? Yeah. The one that I can sit there and pet and then two seconds later she wants to rip my arm off. <laughs> I, I actually saw another meme. I, I look at too many memes, but that's, that's we all do. That's, uh, and yeah, that's just what it is. That's that's just the product of the times. Yeah. It was one that was like petting my cat three strokes and the cat was all like cuddly and yes. four strokes. <laughs> Yes, I want you to pet me here, but no more than three times. Right. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So yeah, it's been it's been a fucked up time to watch all this stuff go by, secluded in our houses with our internets, and as my dad used to call them, dot com machines. Like it's been fucking crazy, and like. I just turned 45. 40 fucking five. But because of this ridiculous thing in front of me, I'm able to keep up with the kids. I know a lot of what they're mostly talking about because I'm still connected. Whereas if you go back 25, 30 years ago, when I was their age, the adults had no fucking clue what was going on. You know? Yeah. Like, well, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not a parent, obviously. I think you're, you're jumping into something that's way out of my realm. I'll, I'll listen to you because I'm interested. But um, I think I, I feel like more of an old geezer than you probably do it, because I like young folk culture these days. I don't I don't get like, oh, I'm not saying I get it, but I understand it. It's yeah. like I, I said this in one of my uh, Instagram lives a couple weeks ago. It's like. Us, we, Gen X, middle, upper, lower, all most of Gen X, we're really the first, we're like the borderline of like, we're not going to get old and wear golf clothes all day. We're yeah. not going to get old and go listen to the 40s radio station, you know, the AM station. You know, we're still going to be wearing our t-shirts and our jeans and our sneakers and, you know, we're still going to be doing all the things we did when we were 25 and 30 because we're still clued into the world because we have a connection. It's like, 
it's like it seems like you know if you go back and look at Caddyshack, and you know you look at all the shit that they're they're wearing in there, and it's completely different than what the kids are, and they're just two different worlds. Well, right now, I ain't changing. It's just, and I think it's just this is the first the the first generation that's just not going to be, you know, that settling down that that just okay. I'm just gonna just wear my polo shirt and go golf yeah i was actually looking up gen x i guess that's like the generation of like the late 70s early 80s i guess that's that's gen x right mm -hmm. so and i think like if you go to the period the era right before that this kind of like social image thing was like huge in america right like especially if you go back to the 50s it was all right. every you know the homemakers wore this you had to be clean cut. And, yeah, yeah. You, wore, you wore the the a dress, and the guy wears the suit. The guy wears the fucking suit while he's watching TV at home. You know, right. You know? Like, right. It's just like crazy, um, and it doesn't matter like what your thoughts or your your feelings or your life is. It's like you are the image, and you have to uphold that image. Yep. All the time. Yep. And then at some point, that all kind of crumbles because it's kind of shit. You know. And then, you know, a generation after that kind of reacts to it like, man, I'm I'm putting a nail through my face, you know, and I'm yeah. <laughs> wearing a T-shirt and a ball cap. I don't care what you say. And, of course, all of that, all of those folks are like, oh, my God, what's going on with kids these days? And and now yeah, it's definitely it's, cycl cyclical. cyclical. And I, you know, I was I was like right after your generation. Right. So I was heavily influenced by that 80s movement too you know like the thrashers and all that stuff you know like that's the, the people who are like we don't have to like you know the fashion isn't the fashion is like what we fucking wear you know yeah. like it's like we're poor and we don't have the money to go wear spandex and crazy stuff all the time so we're just gonna wear this shit and that's what we wear because we we skate around and we wear this shit or whatever and then um and everyone thought that was crazy then and now now it's like well everyone's naked now and and then i'm kind of like well i don't know <laughs> do we all need to be naked is that a thing <laughs> is that what we're doing now you know like and it's not workout clothes naked at all it's not like that because that i i do <laughs> i do see that i went to the olympia right like everyone right. there like everyone was naked but you didn't Fucking spandex for miles and yoga exactly. pants and it was all workout clothes and you know like everybody was basically naked but i don't know honestly like i don't think from from the vibe of it i don't think anybody was like really looking at other people like ooh, you you know like it was it was like a specific niche right. culture that they're they're looking for muscles specifically now i'm not saying that those people aren't there right There's probably not some people that are like oh let me give you fifty dollars but um <laughs> But, you know, like, for the most part, the, the sense of the culture I got there was, like, honoring this, like, effort that goes into, you know, creating this strength or this physique or whatever. But I'm talking about, like, the mainstream culture where it's just, like, everything's, like, hyper, like, hyper-sexualized. Like, yeah. And, and, like, the nakedness isn't just, like, you know, I'm wearing yoga clothes because this is what I wear, motherfucker. It's, like, no, I'm basically wearing, like, lingerie, like, walking around. <laughs> you know? I'm comfortable without clothes, but I can't go without clothes. So this is the closest I'm going to get. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I, I can see that fart, you know, come out and run down your leg and out your pants. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I guess I'm an old fart in a way, too. You know, like I just I, I kind of like where I'm at right now because it's like Gen X is a bridge between the ones before and the ones after where, you know, the ones before have no fucking idea what's going on and with technology and social media and everything. And the ones after are the ones that think they know everything. And we're all just sitting here like we got both. Yeah. yeah. Not that not that that's better than anything else, but it, it, it's kind of a nice little niche to sit in because I'll hear my kids talk. And they'll say something and I'll turn around and be like, what'd you say? They're like, what? I, was like, I know what you just said. Yeah. I have the internet too, you know. <laughs> and they kind of get this fucking frozen look on their face. I'm like, don't say that again. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, I ain't dumb. Yeah, so I, I'm, I'm, I'm able to stay informed and up on the times. Like, you know, the yeet. <laughs> yeet. Yeet, yeet. Yeah. <laughs> I heard a great joke the other day. Um, You know, you've heard of Dine, uh, uh, dine and Dash, you know, eat your food and run out before the check comes. The dining dash. Oh, well, I've heard of that. Or another like, phrase of it, like eat and run, or, you know. I've heard of people doing that. Is that just like a movement now? <laughs> no, it's not, a, it's not a movement. It's not a movement. But, you know, it, there's always going to be a time in your life you're going to know somebody who's done it. Yeah. And, they're, they, you know, it's always been referred to, like, the dining dash or, you know, um, the eat and run or, you know, something yeah. something stupid like that. Well, I heard the new generation call, <laughs> calls it the eat and eat. <laughs> The eating yeet. The eating yeet. <laughs> that made me laugh pretty good. The eating yeet. <laughs> I almost can't say it. The eating yeet. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like another language. Well, that's where my hillbilly comes in, probably, too. <laughs> I can say something about the old generation, though. The generation before us, before you and I. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's not every culture's generation, but there's some hard working motherfuckers in there. Oh, generation. yeah hardcore sacrificing like crazy motherfuckers like i mean my dad is an example of that i think mm -hmm. but i've just seen like you just see like a lot of the people from those older generations are just hard as nails and you're just like well the system did beat you to a pulp <laughs> you know there's a reason there were teamsters around and stuff like that you know like right, right. The, the system did want you to work till you died you know, and, and give you as little as possible. So you had to kind of fight for that. And I have a lot of respect for that. And I think like, so a lot of what the new generation doesn't realize is the struggle that goes into that. And I do think there's a little bit, it's a little bit high of an expectation for us to expect that generation that got beaten to a pulp and still worked every goddamn day to be as as like socially woke as we are i think that's unreasonable i do think there's plenty of people from those generations that are very open-minded and kind people and they have good hearts and they still are hard workers and they're still hard as nails and i, I don't see why there can't be both yeah um so i guess that's the argument but that doesn't mean that i expect my dad to understand every new social trend that's happening now and right. be able to like comprehend like all the aspects of it. I don't expect him to do that. Like it, it would be silly for me to expect him to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I, that's the same thing. It was be, be for my grandfather. If he was still here, 
it's like when I when I look at the lineage over the last hundred years, the greatest generation, and I will stand and say this until I die, that the greatest generation were the ones from World War II. Well, that that's what they're called, right? Yeah, that they, is what they're called. Yes, the Depression generation is like the greatest generation, right? They fucking went across the world and got slaughtered and was still like, I'm still going to fucking do it because it's the right thing to do. You know, that that group, that mentality, those those old timers, man, it, it blows my mind. Like I'd come home. I, this literally this actually happened once. I came home to my grandparents house and my grandfather had his thumb wrapped with a paper towel and duct tape. I said, what'd you do? He was downstairs working on the table saw and ran the top of his thumb through it. He fucking wrapped it up with duct tape and a piece yeah, of... Duct tape. It, duct tape and paper towel, went up, had a coffee, went back down and got back at it. Yeah. Like, what the hell? And then, you know, I'd seen him get this huge-ass splinter, whip out his little pocket knife, and I actually looked at him at the time, and I'm like, you guys did just about everything on your own, didn't you? You learned how to do it all, didn't you? You know, the man's 70 years old and he falls off a ladder, breaks a couple, fractures a couple of his vertebrae, rolls down the hill and doesn't tell anybody for eight hours. He just sits on the porch and drinks coffee. And when finally he he make, he acts a little bit different with like, what's wrong with you? Oh, I fell off the ladder. Like, fucking what? <laughs> what? Well, you tell you nobody. Know, it's not, you know. Yeah, and worry about me. I'm just sitting here drinking my coffee. Like. <laughs> Those those people are fucking intense. Yeah, man. Those, and like you know, like that stuff inspires me, man. Like that stuff is to me. That stuff is amazing. I don't know, like how how the how the younger generation, even folks from our generation, I don't think really appreciate mm -mm. you know like that sacrifice and that like mentality that goes into that. You know, and and I think that obviously there's flaws to it. There's flaws to everything, yeah. but. If you think about just how much they sacrificed and how hard they worked for things and how much they were like, pain isn't a factor. You know, like nowadays with with the younger generations, pain is always a factor. It's always like everything hurts. Everything hurts. My mind hurts. My body hurts. Everything. And I'm not diminishing that. That is a struggle that they have to go through. We had to go through that. I mean, every generation yeah. has to go through that. But now it's it's just so in the forefront that we're all in pain all the time. And I don't know I don't know how to sum that whole evolution of culture up, but I look at like the older generation and I'm like, how did you overcome it? You know, and why aren't we learning some of this from you? Does that that I mean, does it require us to get like gang beat every day for a while yeah. and harden up, you know, like what's it going to take? <laughs> you know, I think that's kind of part of that kind of is part of what makes me so unique from my peers. Um, and like, so my grandfather was really pretty much my dad growing up. I had my dad. I saw my dad every couple of weekends, whatever. But, you know, all through school, all through life, you know, I was with him three, four, five days a week, learning how to do yard work with him, learning how to do this stuff with him, learning how to do that stuff with him, going fishing with him. You know, I was basically my dad um, for, you know, there's no other way to put it. So I got all that, that 
ethic put into me. Now, granted, I'm still a total fuck off and angsty motherfucker. You know, I, I've still got that. That that's Gen X pride that's right there. Person, that's your personality. Right, right. But still, I, I'm like, I skipped a step. Like all my friends were the kids of those people. Yeah. Or you know, all my friends' parents were the kids of those people, whereas I was taking that lesson from those people. It's like those people that are in Congress right now that are causing all the fucking problems, they're the children of the greatest generation that fucking started the hippie movement and now look at them. Yeah. It's like, I don't understand where that disconnect came from, but I think that's what kind of makes me a unique case because I was raised by one of those people. <clears throat> so I'm like, that's fucking wrong. No, I don't give a shit if you fucking broke your foot or not. Fucking stand up and let's get in the car and let's go. Yeah, the whole, the whole, you know, I died yesterday. I died yesterday. My, my mom made me walk it off. Like, yeah. that's, that's an example, but it, it's an exaggeration, obviously. But I mean, uh, you know, my, my dad was a, a legit jungle kid, like lived up, up ri river in the jungle and he canoed to school as a, as a, as a young boy, like a five-year-old boy, he canoed like six miles down a dangerous river to school. Um, and sometimes there would be three or four other kids in the canoe and they would all canoe together, um, all young kids. And sometimes there wouldn't be, sometimes he canoed by himself because, and he's got this like montage of a story that I feel like one day I should like make into an actual movie or something. But, yeah. you know, like I just imagine like, <clears throat> cause he, you know, they weren't really required to go to school. They were jungle kids. Yeah. The, the families just were like, you need to get educated and get like, out of here. Yeah, my, you know, have more opportunities. And his mom, you know, my hoku, my grandmother, she she really instilled in him the importance of education. Like, you've got to do this no matter what. And, you know, if he if he was farting around trying not to go to school here, she'd come with the rattan stick like, you know, oh, oh, you're going to school, you know. And so over time, like he would start off as a, as a young kid with, you know, six, six other boys in the boat canoeing to school. And then there would be five. And then there would be four, you know, and just over time, it's, it's him. And he's the one that's going to school by himself in the canoe to, to a school in civilization where they learn stuff that they're exposed to every day. And he, he talked about the struggle of, he didn't understand basic stuff because you don't learn algebra in the jungle, right? Make ticks on like, this is how many days have passed, you know, like, you know, yeah. calendars and you don't you do math and stuff. So like a lot of concepts that the other kids thought, well, you're dumb. You're a dumb kid because <clears throat> he didn't understand them. It's like he wasn't exposed to them. And he gradually, he failed like so many times. He tells me this, he told me this story and I feel like, like it's just such an inspiring story, but he failed so many times. Like, and at some point um, when you get to a certain stage in Malaysian school, you can't, you can go to the rest of the grades just to finish school if you want to, but you won't be able to do anything else if you don't pass up to this point. Okay. And he had failed <clears throat> like uh, primary, secondary, whatever he, he failed. And then he, he went to the principal and he said like, I don't know. I, I feel like I should go back and redo those, those years, but I don't know if, if I should, you know, like everyone's going to laugh at me because I'm going to be, like an older kid and, and like, you know, these younger, you know, grades. And the principal was like, it's your life. Why do you care what they say? So he did, he went back and he still canoed the school and he went and redid the, the things and he failed again and he failed and until he succeeded yeah. until he became one of the, the top kids in the class actually. 
and got like a scholarship from the Malaysian government to study abroad. And he went to America where he met my mom. <clears throat> now that whole story is like a story of somebody who had like a lot of odds against them. The river, you know, he, yeah. he talked about times with when he was a kid where he would just try to cover up and like have his hat pulled down and he would just, because the monsoon rains would come in and they would be like flooding the river and raining down on him. Imagine being a young boy and canoeing through that going to school, you know, like this is just like one story, like this one little snippet of this man's life that I think like most people in the modern era would not be able to relate to. And you know what? That, that touches on that thing we were talking about a little bit ago. That wasn't that long ago. Right. You know, you we see the stuff in the movies now, and it's just like, oh, yeah, hmm, that, that was so long ago. No, my friend's dad did that. Yeah. What? Yeah. yeah my, my dad did that. That was 50, 60 years ago. <laughs> you know? You know, they're not, they're, it's not that far removed. And that's just. That's I mean, my dad remembered, they, they, they guessed what his birthday was, his birthday was because he remembered seeing like planes flying over the jungle and stuff. And he remembered certain symbols or whatever, and they attributed it to like planes that were were flying over around World War Two, and and they just made, you know, estimates of like when he was born just based on things that he saw. But they don't have calendars, so they don't know yeah. how. I don't know how he doesn't know how old he is. He just has like <laughs> an estimated birth date. He he could be telling you he's seventy, but he's like ninety five. <laughs> right, <laughs> and it it could be. I mean. <laughs> He's a jungle man. There's jungle magic going on there. Right, <laughs> right, right. I've seen your dad. He's a player. <laughs> the ladies love, ladies love my dad. Yes, yes, they do. I saw it. I saw it with my own eyes a couple he's, of times. Yeah, he's a he's a loyal guy, though. I think. No, I'm not saying that he's not. But goddamn, I was like, he reminds me of someone else that I know. I don't know about any of that, mother. Fucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. It's it's you know, life is tough. Yeah, I don't want to hear this shit. <laughs> I don't want to hear this shit. I hear it all the goddamn time. I, just, uh, I mean, I just told you how life was tough on my dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you you got a couple advantages over us hillbillies. <laughs> I don't know about that. People like the, the pipe smoking old man, you know. I'm not going to deny that, but at the same time, it's like the more and more I open my mouth, the more and more I hear my old man come out. I dude, I'm the same way. Like I, I still feel like being a teenager was was yesterday. Like right, right. around the corner. Like I still have that ment. I don't know when you get out of that mentality if if you ever do. But I think that's what I was saying that we're going to be that. I, I don't think our generations are going to do that now. I, I don't think that's going to happen anymore. It's just done with. You're not old. Like you don't become like now. I'm an adult. Yeah, that yeah. doesn't happen. I don't. I don't think that's going to happen to this group. Anything from you know. 20 years, 10 years ahead of me down. I don't think that's going to happen anymore. Right. But I mean, having said that, like mentally, that's that like, like developmentally, I guess mm -hmm. that's how it, that's how I feel. But whenever I talk about like my understanding of, of culture, society values, then I start feeling real old because I feel like things have changed so much. Yeah. So, 
No, I'm I I just had the physical appearance, and I, I'm basically taking on everything he had physically. And when I open my mouth, I'm like, "Oh shit!" I just yelled at the kids, but it was my dad yelling at me. You know, <laughs> it, it's like a mirror image. Did I show you that picture of me without a beard? Yeah, yeah. Wait, there's I've. Is it a recent picture? Because I've seen like young you with no. No, beard. no. This is this is a picture that I took using the no beard filter on Snapchat. No, you didn't show me that <laughs> a couple weeks ago. <laughs> All right, stand by your phone. All right. All right, let me see. <clears throat> now, I'm going to send you one of just me, and then I'm going to show you the side-by-side with my dad All right. in almost the same head positioning. And I'll... I'll... <laughs> when I did it, holy shit, I about fell out of my chair. I texted my brother, and I think I freaked him out a little bit. Because I got a phone call the next day from my stepmother going, so, I heard you look like your old man. And I'm like, ah, yeah, I, I kind of scared myself. Yeah, um, what did I just do here? I just selected a whole bunch of pictures that I didn't want to send. Okay. So, yeah, I about scared the shit out of myself and almost fell over. And I, I'm pretty sure my brother probably dropped his phone. Oh, man. This is crazy. This is crazy. All right, coming at you. <laughs> uh-huh look at the, you know you just sent me you sent me a, two pictures of the same guy yeah <laughs> basically you want me to show this to the to the no no you don't have to do that no no <sighs> um i i sent that to the girlfriend's dad and he says what the hell's going on <laughs> i said what do you mean he's like if it weren't for the piercings, I thought that was your father. And I'm like, nope, that's me. <laughs> it's like, good. My my nose, my nose has changed into his nose. It's kind of like kind of gone down into this 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 point thing where it didn't used to it didn't used to be there before. So that's a filter. Like you just took this. Picture? There's a, there's a filter on Snapchat that you can. It, it's a no beard filter. How does it know um, what the rest of you looks like? I, I think it just looks at your skin pigment for your face and just takes that down. Oh. Uh, I'll, I'll show you. Uh, let me show you the video of it. Because I, I posted on the Instagram. I'm surprised you didn't see it. I, so I guess it missed some of your beard because I <laughs> see like beard hanging out. Oh, on. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not a perfect, perfect thing by, by yeah. any means. But um, it... And like I said in the video that I made of it, it, it's pretty damn accurate as per the last time that I saw my face. Yeah. Here, I'm going to show you that. This will show it in action. So, uh, yeah, I was just sitting here one day scrolling Instagram, and then I saw a bunch of these videos pop up under this hashtag, no beard filter. I'm like, what is that? And just for shits and giggles, I went and investigated it, and I found it, and I did it. And I'm like, oh, fuck. So, my, my 
list I was asked to do this. And I didn't think I would, but here we are. No beard. Oh, you did the reveal too? Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> At least the last one I saw on my face. Yikes. Yeah. So that was, <laughs> oh, that shit. was fucking crazy. So I, I think it looks yeah. like hidden pigment and just, yeah. and just puts it down over where the beard is. Pulls it down, yeah. But because it's like, how does it determine whether you, what if you have a butt chin or what if you have like, you know. Right, that cleft in the chin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's not perfect by any means, but right. holy fuck, that's that's me. It does look a lot like your dad. Shh. <clears throat> Is it Hoochie. time to go to bed? Hoochie. <laughs> he was sitting there on the bed a little while ago. He is the most gas-having dog I've ever had, <laughs> I've ever seen. I'll pick him up to bring him down the steps, or I'll pick him up to carry him up the steps, because he can't come down these basement steps. They're too steep for him. And it's like, it's like I'm squeezing a set of bagpipes. <laughs> she leaned over and she touched his belly a little while ago to just pet him and just. <laughs> touched a button. Here we go. Audible. Audible. I don't know. You don't hear many dogs fart. They're yeah. usually silent but deadly. But nope, not this guy. But sometimes uh, like Wilson will fart and be like, what was that? What was yeah. That? <laughs> yeah, he's a good boy. He's an old man now. He can do whatever the hell he wants. Dog, yeah, dogs are good, man. They, they deserve. They, they did. They do deserve to be entitled. They, they deserve the best. We don't deserve them. That is true. In most cases, they make us better. Yes. <clears throat> All right, my dude. We're in an hour and nine. Yeah, you want to call it? I think we're going to call it because we got off to a later start. 12.30. Yeah. I think if this is going to be a thing for her doing this on the Friday nights, maybe we can shuffle this down to an earlier night if you're okay with that, where she does go to work earlier and we can get an earlier start on it. It's up to you. And it's not that I, it's not that I need her permission or anything, but it's kind of like I don't want to just ignore her on one of her four nights at home. Happy wife, you know. Let me tell you. <laughs> In some cases, that's very, very true. Yeah. But I'm going to fickle with this here for a few minutes and try to get it saved. And I'm just really happy with the way both of us sound. Yeah. I mean, I can't hear my audio, but you said it sounds better now. with the. Oh, yeah. Because before I could tell you were just like sitting there talking up at your camera yeah but now you know it sounds like you're sitting right there next to me okay cool. obviously your audio sounds awesome now that you have the the personas and stuff so oh this is so, so much fun i wanted to try to plug in the midi tonight but i ran out of time yeah so okay. i'm gonna make that my my goal for the weekend figure out how to record that midi so cool. i can send it to you just take it in steps. I mean, it, it's a little bit of a it takes a learning curve, but once you once you figure out how to to work the, um, you know the the grid and stuff, then you'll it'll be easy peasy. Yeah. Um. I'm also thinking if I can't figure out how to use the H the the MIDI ins and outs, I might just record it through the headphone jack just to see how bad that is. See if that's usable for you. I could um 
I mean, I would manually program everything through that, but you would be smashing all the audio into one channel. You know what I mean? So like you couldn't mix the bass drum and all that stuff separately. Okay. Well, I, I'm, I'm a whole hog going to try to get in on this, on this MIDI stuff. I got a bunch of uh, YouTube videos saved up both from PreSonus and from a couple other things. So, um, so what we did was I talked to Tim about this because just to plan ahead, we took clutch off the calendar for whenever you're ready. Like, so you can take as much time as you need to figure that stuff out and get it sounding the way you want it to sound. And then like, whenever you're ready, we'll just, we'll just do it, you know, and I'll be like, okay, here's bonus track clutch. Um, and then we moved the track that we were going to release this weekend. We've moved it back to like second week of April because we've already released two tracks this month. Um, we're releasing our first original track, our first ever original track next month which is going out as, as a single. Uh, and we plan to actually have that available on like Amazon and Spotify and all that stuff as well. Okay. And then two months after that, we're releasing an album, but clutch can happen. Like I know clutch is on the calendar for next month. The one that I sent you, but yeah, we just took it off as like bonus track for whenever it's done. So if you're done next month, cool. If it's, you know, may cool, like whenever, so that gives us a little, like takes a little bit pressure off in terms of like figuring stuff out. So you're not rushing. Cause I know like a lot of, I went through that stuff too, like learning all this programming, MIDI mixing all that stuff. And like, it, it took me a little bit and I, I spent hours on it, honestly. So yeah. I understand it's a process. I don't want you to feel rushed. No, I, I just don't want to put you guys out. I don't want to take, I don't want to be a problem. I wanted to do this for fun and I don't want to, I don't want to be dragging your guys as. Nah, man, it's, it's good. Like it's, we we want to have you on like it's that's that's the goal is to have you on and be and be able to have you participate with more projects if you want to. You know? I absolutely if this if this goes off, I, I absolutely have at least those other two that I'm willing to jump in on. Cool. I, I'm so stoked. I haven't practiced all week, but I I haven't practiced this much in ten years. Nice. So it's definitely. I'm watching a cat boxing match. <laughs> They're up on top of the mini fridge, just going at it like Holyfield and Tyson. <laughs> Watch the year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I just want to make this sound as good as I can for you guys. So that way you can use what I actually play. Yeah. And not something else. Um, so the, I mean, obviously the, 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 the only way to do that um, without diminished quality is to get the MIDI inputs right. to work. So I mean, I would, if worse comes to worse, if I have to bring up this drum table and sit out in your garage and run the cable into you so you can do it, I'll do that too. Right, there's room in here, man. Like, I, I mean, my recording setup's like right there, and there's room social in here. Social distancing, I'm, man. Social distancing. Yeah. Well, I mean, we can put a curtain up and wear masks. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. No, I. But I want to figure out how to do this on my own. That's the reason why I went with this this setup here. That way, I can just throw in. Now, I will tell you that now that I've seen Amazon does have an option to pay a monthly, like a layaway process on some of their items, I'm eyeballing an, actually ele an actual electronic drum kit. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Some of those are pretty nice. Yeah, I've been I'm do doing some research on them, some name brand versus some off brand, the pros, the cons, and I think I like the idea of getting a, a set like that rather than just that table with all the little circles on it. Yeah. Because it's actually going to be like playing a drum set. Right. 
So I might be investing in one of those before summer. Cool. And still, I'm going to make sure it has the MIDI on it, so that way I can just record out on it. Yeah, and I mean, it'll, like, if, you, if you're if you doing video stuff with us, that will look cool, too, you. you'll literally be playing drum. I mean, it's on an electronic kit, but you'll still be playing the drums. So. Yeah, because yeah, I don't really necessarily want to be on camera playing if I'm going to do it with this little table. It's a kind of... It sounds great, but it's 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 you know, two and a half foot by a foot and a half <laughs> table of you know six sensor pads. Yeah. But yeah, it looks kind of silly. I would feel less silly playing an actual electronic kit. Right. But those that's on the horizon. So if I can get this figured out, that's probably going to be my tipping point. Dude, I um, I have a an artist. Uh, illustrator from the Ukraine working on an album cover for us. And I got a glimpse of it and it looks awesome. Great. Like I'm pretty excited about it. So I'll send it to you when it's done. I, I think it's probably supposed to be done here in the next few days, but lots of stuff are moving. I, I mean, I know we're supposed to be ending the conversation now. We got, got carried away again. <laughs> again. Yep. Not allowed to talk to each other. Yeah. But All right, that's, that's my plan, my man. I'm gonna try to get this up and running so that way I can get this sent to you tomorrow. Did you? Uh, well, I'm sorry. One more thing. Uh, did you say you were gonna have some scratch tracks to play too? Yeah, I mean, if you if you need me to get those to you, we we backed everything up just so that we could kind of make more breathing room for everything because you know Tim's got the baby going on. Right. You're figuring out the MIDI uh, mixing stuff, you know, and. I do all the editing. So, I mean, that obviously takes time too. And I don't want us to all be like, you know, scrambling to do stuff like, because we want it to have quality. Right. And we don't want it to be like stressful. So you gave us more breathing room. So I have time now. If you need me to do some scratch tracks, I can probably get them to you this week. And that's what you guys actually playing without a whole lot of fancy mixing on it and everything. Pretty much just like raw bass and drum, raw bass and guitar, like to a metronome, you know, it's in the time and you just, I'd like to give that a shot if you can if you can do that. All right, but I am also not trying to invite myself into your guys's project either. We invited you, man. No, I asked if I could play on one first. <laughs> yeah, but I I mean, okay, you're welcome to join whenever you want. How about that? <laughs> All right, yeah. I mean, I know you said for years if you got back into it, this is probably what you're going to do, and I'm like, okay, this this might actually work. Because you can be there, I can be here, dude's down there. You know, yeah. the world of recording has changed. Technology is awesome, man. I mean, and we like to do collaborations. I think like the setup is 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 like Bad Alternator has its its goal, like to distribute original material eventually and, and have our own brand for that. But doing the covers is like a side and it's kind of fun. It allows us to collaborate with people. And if, if you or whoever else wants to participate, it's also not like, um, like there's not an expectation. You like, you can say, I want to be on this track, but that, that doesn't mean I'm expecting you to have the drums learn for the next track, you know, the, the following week or, you know, it's not like, it doesn't have to be on a system. The only system is really like Tim and I, you know, yeah. we can just kind of like float in whenever they want. So it's like this revolving project door. Which seems like a cool way to to kind of operate it. 
outside of, of doing our original stuff. So like, I think that takes the pressure off, but you're welcome to join in whenever you want. So, you know, just let us know, like, I want to be on this track and this track and this track, and we'll just figure it out as we go. Yep. I, like I said, I know there's at least three or four others on there that I want to get my hand at. If you happen to know of other people, because Tim also, obviously we both sing, you know, and we kind of take the, the, the di we change the dynamic here and there, depending on what the song. Right. Right. But um, Tim's also said like, he doesn't care. Like if, if someone wants to play bass for something or, personally i don't care either if someone wants to come in and play guitar um like play rhythm on a track or play leads for something specific like we don't have an ego about it it's all about like the spirit of the collaboration we're still going to be like the we're still going to be at the reins of the project no matter who's involved so if you know of other people who you think might want to participate then feel free to let us know you know everybody i do all right i mean yeah we don't yeah, you, you, you really do know everybody that I do. <laughs> it's fair. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I would love to try to give, give that a go, and maybe I'll sneak in a vocal, see how bad I suck. I think it'd be cool. See how bad I suck. Are you doing? Are you going to try to do some backups on um, on Clutch? Like, is that what No, not on that one. Not okay. on that one, because – that clutch to me for being just getting back into it after not being for so long. That's just at the level of difficulty where I need to really pay attention to what my hands and feet are doing. Yeah. Whereas if we switched it up and went with something like the pet cemetery, I could do it on there. Yeah. You know, the, 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 the difficulty is like not there. My so favorite have, part, my favorite part is at the end where he goes, Oh no. <laughs> that's a great track. It's a great track. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I could do it from there. Um, probably on a couple of those that are less trying on me, just getting back into the game. Yeah. Fair enough. But I'll have to look at that list again and see how it looks. The song you did with Chelsea was amazing. Thanks. She's good. She yeah. was, oh man. The first time I ever heard that song was when we talked about it there two weeks ago and I went and listened to it after that. Yeah. And then to hear her do it a couple of days later, it's like she she nailed that shit. Yeah, I was, I I don't know this for a fact, but obviously she's a respected singer in our area. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if I've ever heard her with processed vocals, like with actual mixed vocals into like a mixed track. Because I've usually heard her in live settings, like mm -hmm. videos, things like that. I don't know. I don't know if she's actually on like mixed and recorded like yeah I don't know if they I don't know if they have anything out there or not yeah I'm any not, of her iterations I haven't heard I haven't heard it I, I guess I can I can ask her if she does have anything like that but um if we're the first ones to actually mix her vocals and put them into a track then I'm pretty proud of that too I mean it's, yeah she's been singing for years you know like and people people know Chelsea Horn around here yeah, we'll edit that name out. Well, she's on the video, so I. But it doesn't have her last name. <laughs> yeah, it does. It's a feature. Does it? Oh, yeah. then, uh, then fuck me then. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I think it's fair game if if people collaborated with us because your name's probably going to be on the. I'm I'm not going to mention any other names. But... No, right there, right there. The Godfather. Right there. Oh, oh, and one of my cool birthday presents that I got. Thanks for knocking that over, cat. 
I probably just got really loud in your ear right there. I wasn't sure if that was your ass or what in the camera for a second there. <laughs> I have one hairy ass then. <laughs> oh, sweet. Who made that? Um, She ordered this for me off of a little shop on Amazon, and I'm probably going to get a bunch more of these. Nice. And I've even, I don't know if I told you, I've been thinking about even doing a spread shirt. So is that, wait, is that, is that a sticker or is it a patch? This is a patch. Okay, cool. Like a, a uniform patch. Like yeah, you, know, yeah, you yeah. see the guy at the gas station wearing. Right. Yeah. That's, that's a hundred percent legit work patch. Right. Cool. I love it. That's awesome. So, yeah, that's my screen name. I'm, I'm, I'm hung with it. Aaron Brown hung that. Yeah, I did it. Aaron hung me with that years ago and. I'm running with it. Yeah. All right, my dude. All right, man. Quarter to one. Yeah, let's get it. All right, we'll see what we can do here. I will give you a holler. If you get the uh if I get that MIDI figured out, I will send it to you ASAP. And if you want to I you know, depending on how soon you can get me those tracks, maybe maybe I'll just wait until I hear those. Yeah, just wait for those before okay. you record. Just I guess focus now on making sure you know how to record and how to, you know work the midi into this into the system like when, once you know that then you're good then i'll send you the the uh the tracks and then you can go from there okay all right sounds like a plan all right homie all right my dude i will talk to you later all right later on all right, bye bye godfather and lee oh